This is Brett Martin with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. All right, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode 17, and today, hey, the Minor League Player of the Year, Dustin Harris, is going to join us. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, we, uh, we're, we'll get into this with him, but it, it's kind of weird because he was acquired during the COVID season, right. which was a non-season for minor league players. So the Rangers and, and us, we really didn't know a lot about him, but and, and probably still don't other than it looks like he's really a, <laughs> a really good hitter and a future, a future piece of the, uh, of, of the team maybe. So uh, looking forward to hearing how he juggled all of that and, uh, and just trying to get to know him a little bit more. Yeah. The numbers, you can't ignore the numbers that he's put up. And those numbers go back to college. I want to get into that where, you know, he, he went to a little junior college uh, from Florida, but I mean, I think a lot of people in that that's the Mike Miner trade that brought him over here. And a lot of people kind of had higher hopes for Marcus Smith, didn't they? They kind of thought he might be the key piece. Yeah, and I, I, I think they think he can still be good. He dealt with some hamstring issues this season, like chronic hamstring deal. Um, but yeah, for for Dustin, the you know Dustin had one home run in in 2019, and then he hit 20 this year. So um, it just I don't know if it was unexpected or what because they. You know, last off season they, they liked what they saw at Instructs and were pretty high on him, but it just took off. So, um, and, and it's not just power. He, you know, he hits for average. He stole twenty five bases. Um, he's going to be playing the outfield. It looks like going forward. So, lots to talk about with him. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to do that. Let's get in before that, though, before Dustin comes on here. You know, we need to talk about 2021 altogether. We're coming to the last week of the of the year. Um, let's talk about 2021 starting back in January, kind of the whole winter uh, going into this 2021 season, this new off season where we're at. And we just can hit on the highs and lows and, you know, minor leagues and all of that. I think that'd be fun to do. But let's do that right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. All right, we're back here. This is episode 17. We're going to get Dustin on here in a minute. But, okay, 2021, if you had to, if you had to think of a grade altogether, not we know that the damn season was a crash. I mean, absolutely. You lose 102 games. It's very hard to go, you know, this whole season, this entire year was an A. But they've done some good things. And actually, it kind of started last winter, believe it or not, I kind of think. But what would be your grade for 2021 or how are you feeling about this thing? Uh, You know, I'm – you kind of – 
shot shot down my idea of giving them an a, giving them giving them an A. I'll give them a B. I mean, I <clears throat> here here's why they stuck to their plan. You know, that's true. As crappy and awful as as the on the field thing was, they stuck to their plan. They needed to find out who they got, <clears throat> who you know who who in the system would develop, who in the system was not going to develop, and what they needed to 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 address and. All those things happened. <clears throat> now the answers weren't necessarily great. They didn't have a lot in the minors that's ready to, to help right now, but uh, at least they know that and, and they were able to address it. <clears throat> they went and spent late in the year, you know, on, on free agents. Uh, they, they did a, gr- a good job in the draft from what we can tell. I mean, they had the number two overall pick and got right. uh, a potential number one starter. So uh, it, it's really hard to say that the year, in total was a failure because uh, Absolutely. it it wasn't. And for one, you know, I don't know if for once is the right white way to say it, but they stuck to their plan and, and stayed the course. And although they've made these signings, I still think that in 2023, they're going to stay the course too. Um, so I, I, I really, I know 102 losses is hard to believe, but I give them, a, I give them a good solid B. Yeah, you know what? And, and that's funny. I, I said it's hard to just go out and give an A because of the way they performed on the field. But you make a great case for it. And I kind of shot your wheels off. And I didn't mean that. But, you know, you I've got to at least say a B and even a B plus, And you're right. And you can almost say an A. And you've got to look past the 102 losses. And the reason I say that, let's think all the way back to last winter. They First of all, before the winter started in 2020 at the very end, they told us. They, I sat in that press conference or that Zoom call when he said, we will not spend money this offseason. This is entirely, if we do anything, it will be trades. We are going to do everything for the future. We have to assess what we have. So nobody that in our group that sits around and knows it, none of us expected a busy offseason, but they did go out and get Dane Dunning in the off season. And that was a trade they make. And you, you, if anyone's saying that was a bad trade to get rid of Lance land, to get Dane Dunning, who will, no matter what these, these minor league pitchers, we all know her well, Dane Dunning is in this rotation for the foreseeable future, unless his wheels just fall off. He looks like a piece of this rotation. Yeah. And you know, to, to be clear, that was December of 2020. So that's not 21, but getting him, put him in the rotation and then letting him pitch in 2021 and do well. Although he, you know, they, they clamped down on his innings and he, he dealt with COVID uh, in the second half, but um, that they got that piece. They got Nathaniel Lowe in December too. And um, that right. was part of it. That was part of it. The, they were part of the evaluation process. And so, um, yep. What did the Rangers discover that they, they probably have two guys that, that, that can help them. Um, I, I know, I know low, there's a lot of talk about Matt Olson, a lot of it generated by you and me, but, um, look, you know, he, he, he's going to get better, I, I think. And I think that, uh, a point that was made, uh, is that the, the, the new hitting coaches are, are going to be able to help him and, uh, you know, help him catch up to that fastball because he, he does have power. He has tremendous power. It's in there. He, he, if you watch him take batting practice, he hits some 450 foot home runs during the season. He walks yeah. a lot. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, and then with Dunning, you know, obviously 
uh, he he looks like he's going to be in the rotation for a while. Yeah, and the, and look, they they made some they they signed some some veterans for the team that they didn't expect to be here very long. Uh, they yeah. they you know they traded off uh, Kennedy, right? Uh, that, that's Kennedy. who they yeah, and 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 Gallo. I mean, look that that yeah. Dylan Gallo, if you remember. So I think the plan was that if if this team showed they were ready to compete at all, uh, Gallo might have hung around. But they thought, you know what? Why go to free agency with Gallo? He's invaluable right now. Um, it's not to say they won't ever bring Gallo back, but they got some. They got a great trade in Gallo right now. Everybody that's come back from the Gallo trade has performed. Doesn't mean they'll continue to perform, but I mean they got some very good value for Gallo. And look what he's done in New York. They're ready to run him out of town. Yeah, poor guy. But uh, and a great guy. Know, yeah, a great guy. Yeah, we, we really like him. And uh, the yeah that that trade, uh, you got two top ten guys, Josh Smith and Ezekiel Duran. Duran was added to the forty man roster. Uh, Glenn Otto, who made his major league debut, and then Trevor Halver who they're trying to decide if he's going to be an outfielder or second baseman. They think second base, but he's uh, a guy who's hit. So it's, it's four players that added depth to the farm system, added quality depth to the farm system. And that, I mean, that we got to include the, the farm system in, in our 2021 Review. evaluation to yep. our grade. Um, it's, it, it went up, I think, 13 spots. Baseball America bumped it 13 spots from 24 to 11. It's going to get higher. Uh, there'll be some graduations in, you know, in, sure. you know, mid season 23, but number three overall high. pick too. They weren't, yeah. If they weren't a top 10 farm system entering um, the 2022 season. So it's uh, again, that's, that's just another element that, that adds to what, really is a, a good year despite the 102 losses. Absolutely. And during the year, we saw players that did well too. And they've got the third overall pick. So the minor leagues, look, if you look at the minor league system and what they did in 2021, from top to bottom, you have to say that's an A plus right there. That's what brings the curve of the grade up is the way the minor league developed because they actually developed. You didn't just see the minor league system grow from 24 to 11. You saw real potential prospects that can add to a major league roster and can play and might be start. We don't know yet if they're going to be stars. I think serviceable. You get a guy that can just be in a lineup every day and do that at the major league level and perform. That's a great prospect. They have a lot of those guys plus the rotation guys. Yeah, I I would I would say, you know, the the disappointing things about the farm system this year were the injuries to Josh Young and Sam Huff uh, that delayed their seasons. Uh, probably prevented both of them from reaching the majors this year um, is going to probably force Huff to start in the minors next year because he didn't catch it all. So, you know, that those are kind of a, a, a bummer on what was otherwise a good year, but you did, you did see some, some development. You saw a lot of pitchers who stepped forward uh, and, and, you know, after, after not having a season in 2020, uh, the Rangers were able to avoid a lot of like catastrophic injuries. There were, there were a couple Tommy Johns in there, but it was a, it was like just overall, it was the year the farm system needed. They needed to grow. They needed to play. They needed to stay healthy. And for the vast majority of those minor leaguers, that's what happened. Yeah. And there was, and there were players who we did not really know about and that, that they touted and said, watch these guys who performed. 
And some of those are like Thomas Segisi that, that they, they took in the fifth round. You got to look at Evan Carter before he got hurt. Um, what he, everyone talked, we didn't know what this guy was. We couldn't watch him play. He gets drafted in 2020 in a shortened season. Everyone said this could be a five tool guy before he gets hurt. And they, they kind of shut him down. I think he was okay to come back, but they shut him down, right? They didn't, they just weren't going to mess with it. Well, they were going to push it. Yeah. He yeah. Looked, you know, he, he, I saw him in October and <laughs> he said he was fine and the back was fine and, uh, I think he's, you know, he started started swinging a bat last month and was was going to step on the gas earlier this month. So, um, you know, and the Rangers can talk about minor leaguers. So if there, there are any problems, they can talk about them. And yeah. if we haven't heard anything, that's good news. But along along what you were saying, as far as the guys who emerge, I mean, <clears throat> the guy we're going to have on here in a couple minutes, Dustin Harris, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Cody, Cody Bradford, uh, the, the ba- former Baylor pitcher who's from Alito. He, he had a great year. Cole Reagan's coming back off of the two Tommy Johns was a, was a very significant deal. And then, you know, yeah. you, to see Cole win dominate from wire to wire and, and, and be as good as he was to look like he's going to be a, a rotation piece to get Ricky Venasco back healthy at the end of the year and to see what he was doing Owen white at the end of the year after he broke his hand early on. So right. we can keep going, but there are a lot of things that are very good that happen. And from, uh, and from the, yeah, and from that 2020 draft too, you had TK Roby who who came in and and we had him on the show and who looked good too when we saw him and the numbers yeah. he put up. I mean, look, these are the, there there was a lot to be happy about in the season in what we saw on the field at the major league level. There were still some guys that that looked bright. I I, th- I thought Dunning for what they what they did with him that was a bright that looked okay. I mean, he did not look overwhelmed. They, they his first full season in the major leagues looked like he could handle it. Yeah, they played with the innings. A little bit to protect him but that's a guy that probably go out this year i bet he's due for 130 innings plus don't you think sure sure i think he could do that 130 to 150 i don't think that'd be a problem um you know if if, if you know while we're, while we're on the rotation i think taylor hearn great year uh, great year uh maybe, maybe the most significant uh, development uh, of the on the major league team exactly this year was, was what hearn was able to do uh, maybe he can get 130, 130 to 150 innings. Um, I, I would ex- fully expect those two, Dunning and Hearn, to be in the rotation when the season opens next year. Yep. Uh, John Gray, uh, maybe somebody else who was signed um, once the lockout ends. Right. And, and, and then well, you we talked know. about last week. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Maybe you go with Spencer Howard, who was acquired in the the uh, Kennedy Gibson Cole uh, Hans Kraus trade. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's all going to work out in the rotation, but you know, there, there were a couple bright spots there with, with Dunning and Hearn for sure. And then if you look at the position player side, we mentioned low, um, uh, Garcia. Know, yeah. Garcia, obviously the catchers, I think did fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to do more with the bat, I think, but defensively they're very good. So, you know, then, then you do kind of have some questions, you know, What's going to happen with Willie Calhoun? You know, is he going to is he going to hit? Now that Simeon and Seager are in the mix, what happens with Solak, Kiner Falefa, right? Cabanez, uh, who is a nice development story. Uh, and, you know, with Cole Calhoun and, and Garcia, uh, do does Leo Tavares have a spot? Do the Rangers sign Suzuki and then says uh, say a Suzuki? And then you know what what do you do with uh, Calhoun, Tavares, that that group of players? Uh, good problems to have, you know, if you have good players, it's, it's, these are good discussions to have instead of 
choosing between two piles of crap. But um, I, I think that there's what what progress wasn't made on the position player side has been made up for with just uh, three signings in the offseason and, and potentially another one. Well, I'll say this from a, from a media standpoint, you more so than me, you're there every night. Uh, I, it's very rare that you miss a game. I'm there at least one game a series when we go. But I can tell you right now, it's going to be funner to watch as of right now. And that's not even saying what we talked about last week when we were talking about what they could do once this thing ends. The nights that we were there, and you know as well as I do, you were looking like, okay, let's get to the ninth inning and let's get out of here. You know, you, we they were out of it. They, you know, it, it was some long nights. And so, um, it, look, they, and they did show they could play and, and not the deal, but there were, they were overmatched in some instances. But when you were talking about position players there, I, I still, just with the addition of Simeon, Calhoun, and, and Seeger, a couple of these guys, Garcia, I, I expect him to improve, to have more protection in there. And Lowe especially could be one totally that could benefit from having two more good bats in the lineup. I'm anxious to see if those guys don't up their production in this lineup, then we'll know, you know what, then you'll yeah. know, okay, maybe they are just what we saw, but I think now they're going to see more pitches and that can't hurt anyone when you're seeing more better pitches. The best in the lineup was Garcia. When he was the best player in your lineup, we saw what happened at the second half of the year. He really, he really struggled a little bit, but you can't, when that lineup's got at least three or four that can put a barrel on it, it, it can only help. Yeah. And, and, you know, if, if they add uh, another hitter, it, it pushes Garcia and low down in the order, which also makes it easier for them. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's, yeah, I, I, again, with the, the Matt Olson thing and, and, and low. Yeah. You know, if, if, if the Rangers aren't going to be the only team interested in Matt Olson. Sure. And, and so if, if, if he isn't acquired, I think, I think Nate Lowe would be just fine for another year. Give him a chance. It's only going to cost you the, the league minimum. Again, this is a rebuild. They're still trying to find affordable young pieces who can supplement the uh, the free agents, you know, acquisitions that that the Rangers have made. So uh, I, I wouldn't be at all <clears throat> disappointed if if that were to be the case. And again, guys are allowed to get better. You know, players yeah. are allowed to improve. And this was this was Lowe's first full uh, season as an everyday player, and that that that's a lot. That really is a lot. And and uh, so he's going to learn from it. He's a smart guy. He's the right kind of guy, you know, good fit, likes to have fun. So I, I just think that uh, it, it's not the end of the world if the Rangers don't get Matt Olson. Um, so um, I, I just kind of, you, you just right now have, a, have kind of a, a good feeling about, about the team. And maybe, maybe it looks better because Simeon and, and Seeger have been added. But, um, you know, time also uh, gives you a chance to, to reflect on things and see what was bad and what wasn't and Nate Lowe wasn't bad. So I think we're in consensus. We look back at, at the, at the review in 2021. Um, and, and, and that, that was a great place to end to, to top everything off with the season that pushes it up close to that a, that we're both right on the cusp of giving on there. You have to, th this off season that's already happened at the end of 2021 has been Stellar. I mean, if they didn't do another thing, you can't help but say they did not lie to us. They committed five hundred sixty-one million um, to this to this lineup already uh, with what they went or lineup and to the to the team. Sure. Um, so I don't think in any way whatsoever you you can argue that this wasn't a major step forward in the rebuild. Uh, it's hard, you know. You go on a rebuild. They say you go at an angle. You go up. When you get there, 
you, you get to your rebuild. They're definitely not still going up. I think they're more even and off now to get that talent here. They're, they're close. And they're, they're you know, they, they, are, they are definitely past down here, and they're getting up towards the where they're trying to reach, I think. Uh, they're, they're, at least we're going to see. Uh, we'll see this season. This season will say a lot to see exactly what they've got with what they've done so far. Yeah, and I, I think the the big thing to uh, the you know the biggest surprise for me was that they spent the money. I mean, that just that me that, too. that really surprised me. Um, but you know, that's also the best thing that happened for them this year uh, was their ability to convince guys to come, which will make other free agents want to come. Um, you know, the Rangers are going to be better in 2023, uh, 2022. Sorry, the thing to thing to look for, I think. Not so much what happens on the field, but what happens with the pro- the pitching prospects, because they're they're kind of a key to this thing. You know, if if the Rangers are able to uh, add young starters affordably, without having to spend money in future off seasons, that, that, that's a big deal. They can they can build the team that way. Well, I tell you what, that was a good way to end it right now. With uh, let's go to Dustin. I think Dustin's going to join us here right now. Uh, and, and let's bring him on. It was a good way to end that season. We'll bring him to us and uh, and do that because that's who this this main episode's about. So that was our year in review. Joining us now um, from I don't know where he's at. Is he home in Florida? Uh, where are you at, Dustin? Oh uh, yeah, I'm in Land O'Lakes, Florida. Land O'Lakes, Florida. Texas Ranger. Uh, hey, minor league player of the year. This guy had an unbelievable season. Uh, he's joining us from Land O'Lakes, Florida. Texas Ranger, first baseman, third baseman, maybe outfielder. We'll get into that later. It's Dustin Harris. Dustin, thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you guys for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, you kind of shrugged your shoulders there. It sounds like outfield, huh? Uh, that's that's the word. Maybe maybe get a few innings there. See how that goes. We'll see. Yeah, you you played uh, during Instructs. I think I saw you play right field. Yeah, in Instructs they had me they had me in right field for a few games. Uh, I played third a couple games and. Uh, I think I played a couple games at first. Okay, so what, what's what's the challenge for you going to the outfield? Um, honestly, I I felt comfortable in the outfield. Uh, I used to play outfield before high school a little bit, and then that's when I kind of became infield mainly. But um, shoot, I felt I felt comfortable out there, and I'm excited to to transition out there. Maybe see see how it goes. What, what, what is a challenge? What, what, what is the challenge? I mean, obviously more balls in the air and more, more ground to cover, but I don't know. What do you tell me? Um, I guess just the reads, the, the read off the bat, the yeah. noise, if it sounds good, you got to get a good jump or whatever. You got to know if you go in or out, but um, yeah, that's all, that's all part of it. Just with the more reps, the more comfortable I'm sure I'll get. And, How yeah. comfortable are you? How comfortable were you entering the season? Because John and I were just talking about this you were acquired in the middle of 2020, but you didn't have a season. And yeah. so it's like, it's like you played for two or you were with two organizations without playing a single game. So like you, I guess, you know, instructs last year, is that kind of where you got your feet wet and got to, got to get comfortable? So I didn't even go to instructs last year. Oh man, there you go. So, yeah. I went to spring training and then from there. So they, they, they threw you in cold Turkey. So how did, how did that process work out? Uh, it was actually a very smooth transition. Uh, they kind of welcomed me with open arms, like nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, great group of guys, coaches, staff, everything's amazing there. So it was a smooth transition, and it was, uh, it was good, and it was easy. 
Yeah, you got. I mean, you got to feel comfortable. I mean, you can't. You know, you yeah, gotta yeah. you gotta have peace of mind to be able to perform. So I, I mean, and it looks like that was the case from day one at Down East. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like you said, that's half of it. Just being comfortable where you're at, and uh, they made it real easy, and it was it was a lot of fun this year. So what what's it like to be traded? Um. So honestly, I didn't know how to take it at first. It was kind of I had no idea. So I was just I saw it on Twitter or whatever. And then okay. I got phone calls and I was kind of shocked. I was in shock for a little while. It took a while to process it, but um, I think it's a good thing. Uh, so far it's been, it's been well, treating me well. And yeah, yeah pr- pr- pretty well. You were the player of the year. So what <laughs> you, you had the, you had the one home run in your career in Marine <laughs> this season, you hit 20, you had a bunch of doubles. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what changed or did anything change? Um, honestly, I just think the COVID year may have, may have helped me a little bit Mm because I was able to spend a lot of time in the gym. Uh, and I think, I think I gained about 20 pounds from the first year pro ball to, I guess my third. Yeah, I guess. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was basically just getting more physical and with more reps, I was able to, getting more hitters counts and not miss, not miss my pitches. Okay. So <clears throat> were you working out at home where were gyms open in Florida? What was the deal there during, during the COVID shutdown? Uh, yeah. So in Florida, everything was stayed open for the main, for the main part. And then, mm-hmm. uh, there's a facility over here. I go to a lot and I worked out a lot with my dad and my brothers okay. and it kind of helped me stay in shape. So where, where did you, did you do focus on your, like your legs or just total body workouts? What was the goal? Uh, kind of just total body workouts. I did a lot of cardio stuff, a lot of, a lot of weights, a lot of just total body stuff, like you said, and was able to stay in shape, maintain and grow a little bit. And so, so were you, were you out hitting one day and you're like, man, I'm hitting the ball a lot further than I used to, or, or hitting a lot harder. How did that <laughs> <laughs> no honestly I didn't even feel I didn't even feel that in practice or anything it's just when the games came around I just was more comfortable with my body and didn't have to tense up as much and try mm-hmm. try to overpower whatever and okay body work good so so you do you do very well at down east <laughs> then you go to hickory and you do even better so <laughs> did you just find a rhythm what what a routine that was working or, or how did that, how did that take off? Um, I just think it was, it came with more reps and that was more mid season. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really missing my pitches that I should hit. And yeah, I didn't really, didn't really, wasn't chasing as much. I had a better feel for the zone and was just okay. able to, to lock in and try to do damage. Right. So, so anyway, you add it all up and you're the, you're the minor league player of the year. Did that blow you away? Yeah, that was awesome. That was a, it's a huge accomplishment. And, um, I got the phone call and I was, I was pretty shocked. Who called you? Um, I think it was CY. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good guy to be getting calls from. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So then they brought you to, they, they brought you to Arlington. You got to hang out at the ballpark. What uh, what feel did you get 
just being being there and, and being around the the team and the coaching staff. So that was that's only the second big league stadium I've been to. Just okay. for example, I went to Tropicana Field. Oof. Yeah. When I, <laughs> <laughs> um, when I showed up to that stadium, it kind of blew me away. Just it is unreal, unbelievable. Yeah. And then just did you get a tour of the clubhouse yeah. and all that stuff? And they took me underneath, took me everywhere, showed me around places real cool yeah that clubhouse is unbelievable they they took us after the season it was our first time we'd been in it you know we've been <clears throat> locked two out, seasons yeah. we'd never we'd never been in the clubhouse because of covid uh restrictions it, it's it's phenomenal i mean i've i've been to every ballpark in the majors i haven't seen every home clubhouse but i can't imagine that there's anything like like what you're seeing what what you saw and what i saw at, at club life field it's a, it's unbelievable so i mean yeah. i that facility is just beautiful. Yeah. So you're ready so, to get here. Yeah, I'm. I'm anxious. <laughs> Absolutely. So how do you uh, how do you pace yourself though? You know, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, you it's gotta, just just got to trust the process and just take it day by day and see see where it takes me. Okay. What where do you work on this off season? I know. Shoot, I know you're. At, I knew you were at Instructs, and then you were at you were you in Arizona last week. Yep, I was. For that hitting camp. So, I mean, you've been plenty busy. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to work a little bit on the outfield, just try to be ready for spring training wherever they throw me, just make sure I can uh, handle it. Just okay. kind of focusing defensive and not getting away from the offensive side, just taking my reps, doing my routines, and just trying to stay in, stay in game shape. Are, are you – Are you, I, I guess if you are hitting, you you. Yeah. Did you, did you take a little time off from that and then start back up again? Um, from hitting, not so much. The weight room, I took a little break just to get my body uh, to recoup. And um, but hitting, I tried to. I think I took off like two days a week. Okay. Now, now I'm back at it, back in the swing of things. So it sounds like feels a big thing for you. Yeah, I like I like just making sure my hands are working a lot and just staying where they need to be and just feel. Yeah, like you said. So being in Florida, was there a chance you were going to go to Arizona or was, it, or was Florida always the plan? Um, what do you mean by that? Like, were you going to, were you ever going to just spend the whole off season in Arizona? Oh, oh um, that was never really a thought. <laughs> okay. Yet. I mean, just cause I have so many good resources here. I can uh, kind of take advantage of those and, it's, uh, and, you, it's a and you got the weather. I mean, the weather, I mean, that, that's such a big yeah. thing for guys. I mean, yeah. you know, the players, players up north, it's a legit thing. They can't go outside and throw or catch fly balls. But shoot, you can go out every day. Yeah, I've never really, fortunately, I've never really had that problem to have to do stuff inside. I can always go outside, take round balls, hit, throw, run, do whatever I need to do. Now, do, do you work out with other players? You mentioned your family. Uh, who, who, who do you work out with in the offseason? Um, so last off season, when I got traded, uh, they put me in contact with, um, JJ, the manager that was in Hickory with me this year. Yeah. So, um, we went out quite a bit, took ground balls, yeah. hit, and also, uh, Roy Silver, he helped sure. me out off season. And then just, yeah, my dad throws me BP and brother throws me BP. And yeah, it's, it's good. How's your dad's arm holding up? Sounds like he's maybe <laughs> thrown a lot of BP in his life. No kidding. Yeah. Between between me and my my two uh, two other brothers who played, um, 
it's his arm's got to be hanging. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> was he a ball player? Yeah, he, he pitched. He uh, he played college for a few years and then uh, one or two years in Pro Bowl. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, John, why don't you take over from here? Yeah, I, I get to the more fun stuff, Dustin. We're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna really peel back here and find out about about uh, Dustin Harris here. So you graduated. Now you you grew up in Lando Lakes, right? Yes. Was the high school Lando Lakes High School, or was it called something else? Yes, Lando Lakes High School, about 20, 20 minutes north of Tampa. North of Tampa. Okay. You know, I got a buddy that lives in Apollo Beach, Florida. Is that close? Okay. Uh. Not too close, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, well, I go to, I fly into Tampa every time I go see him. He takes me fishing out there. So um, now you go to St. Petersburg's College, right? Yes. That where you ended up at, and you get a draft in. Let me ask you this: When you were in high school, did you play any other sports? Um, not so much. I played one year, one year of golf, my senior year, just just for fun. Because you like golf. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed golf, but that that was really it. So baseball was always it for you. Baseball was all I played in high school. I played football for a few years going into before high school. Right. But baseball, baseball only and once I got to high school. Now, let me ask you this. So you ended up at St. Petersburg College. It's a junior college. Did you have any other schools looking at you? So St. <laughs> Petersburg College was my one offer I had out of high school. No kidding. Okay. And that's yeah. close, right? Because St. Petersburg, that's around the Tampa yeah, area. Yeah, it's only 45 minutes away from me, so it's real local. Okay. Um, now, when was it that you, that, that, you know, how were there any scouts checking you out in high school? I guess not. No. That's, that's kind of funny story. So, the scout who signed me to play at St. Pete, Pete College, yeah, he, he went to watch uh, our starting pitcher that day, and uh, I guess I guess I had a pretty good game, and he called me afterwards. and that was the guy from the college that got you to yeah, go there. Yeah, guy from the college. I kind of just committed on the spot because I was kind of <laughs> late in my senior year. So let me ask you this: so you, you you're drafted in the eleventh round, right? How, so how do you find out you're drafted? This is always a great story. How did you find out you had gotten drafted? Um, so it was by the A's. The A's drafted me, right? And they they texted me after the second day, after the tenth round. They sent me a text late night. I think it was like. One, two in the morning. Huh. Asking, yeah, asking if I'd be willing to sign um, in the 11th. And I said, absolutely. Let's get, let's get started. <laughs> let's get this thing going. Now, yeah. okay, so that's one thing. So you, you, were, you were awake? Yeah, I was awake. <laughs> okay, good. He's a college kid, man. One o'clock in the morning. He's not <laughs> like you and me. You and me are in bed at nine o'clock at night. This guy's still up hanging out point. with his buddies. I guess I'm trying to block out my college days. No, I, I think I was just trying to kind of waiting for a text like that or something. I had adrenaline or I don't know what was going on. Well, if you, you know, and I'm going to get into that in a minute about, about scouts that, that, that had come out what now and done that. How did you find out you'd been traded? Now that's a different story. Yeah. So when I got traded, I didn't have an agent or anything. So right. I was kind of on my own. And uh, so when I found out I got traded, one of my buddies called me and he was just like, Hey, you see, you got traded. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I um I looked it up and stuff and found out I got traded to Texas and who called you? Um, I don't remember. You don't remember who it was? Was it someone no. from Texas or Oakland that reached out first? Oakland. Oakland reached out first. Said, "Hey, you're going. You're going to the Rangers." Yes. Okay. Um, l let me ask you this: When you when did when in college did you start to have this feeling? You know what I'm. 
I might be going to the next level. When did people start coming to watch you and you noticed there were scouts? So after my freshman year of college, um, I still didn't have many interests from four-year programs, let alone uh, pro teams. So that summer, after my freshman summer, I played summer ball in Worcester, Massachusetts. I started hitting the weights a little more, played uh, played pretty well there, and that's where I that's where I found out. I was like, all right, I think I can do this. Yeah, I, think I can take a leap and. Now, was that a wood bat league that you played in that summer? Yes, it was. Okay. Because, okay, so it's, so then now your, your sophomore year, you go in, you hit like 407 or 409. You had seven home runs. I mean, you put up some pretty eye-opening numbers. Uh, did you hit that well your freshman year? Uh, my freshman year, I had zero home runs, and uh, I hit for good average. I think I had 370-something. Okay. What about high school? Did, did you hit many bombs in high school? Zero. Zero. Okay. So, so yeah, after high school, after high school, I grew like four inches after high school, put on probably 50 pounds since then. Really? Yeah. So was, you're what, 5'10 when you graduated? Yeah. I was a little second baseman back in high school. <laughs> you were shortstop. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that you played shortstop in high school also, right? Yes. Shortstop, second base. You're middle infielder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I mean, like the most famous growth spurt I can think of is Scotty Pippen, right, John? I mean, because yeah. he, he, he went crazy. He was like six foot. And then the, like the next season, he was six, eight. And, you know, I mean, it, th- these things do happen. And yeah. uh, every time it's for the better. And, and I mean, I, it's just, you know, guys come, you, you hear it like in the major leagues, guys come at their own pace. Like Nelson Cruz took him forever. You know, he was DFA for crying out loud and nobody claimed him. Yep. And then he went to the minors and had to spend a whole year in the minors. And so then he becomes a, the star. And that's why he still played at 41 because he, he played a lot in the minors, you know, for, for so long. And um, it, it's, it's, it's the same thing physically. I mean, that's, and that's probably a lot of, a lot of the, the reason why a lot of guys get drafted because of projectability, especially pitchers. Yep. And so, you know, somebody to do what Dustin did, you know, growing like that. That's, you know, who else did that? that I interviewed one time was Ryan Doro and he may know Ryan Doro so that he's in the yeah, Ranger yeah. system. Ryan got into college at five, six, five, seven and graduated from one year to the second. He, he went to six, six foot in one year uh, between his freshman and sophomore year. Um, I did the same thing. I got to high school at five foot one. And by the end of my sophomore year, I was five, seven, five, eight. So you just really? have those spurts now in, in doing that now. So Dustin, if, if you get drafted in the 11th round, that means you had scouts at your game. So did you have any other teams there besides Oakland? Did you know, like, you had different scouts that were there and talking to you? Yeah, I was talking I was talking to quite a few teams. I had scouts reaching out after, during my sophomore season. And um, honestly, Oakland was the one team I didn't really talk to. I didn't talk to them much at all. We, we hear that a lot. We hear that, yeah. you know, I really thought it was going to be Boston. They were talking to me all the time. Then I got drafted by the Rangers or whatever it is, like you said. Yeah, so when they texted me, I was kind of caught off guard. I was like, "Wow!" I mean, even then, I talked to him. He said he was at most of my games. So, what what teams do you remember? Um, I remember talking to Diamondbacks, the Cubs, uh, Astros a little bit, and Hmm. uh, I don't think I don't think I talked to Texas too much. Really? Well, they they knew who you were. Yeah, I guess so. I think I think Owen White. Two weeks ago, right, John said uh, he thought the Pirates were going to draft him, and then all of a sudden the Rangers called him. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's crazy that 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 happens. But 
hey, who cares? You yeah. Know, just get drunk. <clears throat> okay, yeah. so uh, uh, have, now we, we already touched on this. Uh, the, the, the Rangers, have they talked to you about playing some outfield? Yes. So um, during Instruction League this season, they uh, they pulled me aside one day and they were just like, so we might throw you in the outfield a little bit just to see your versatility, see where we can play you. So it just gives me more uh, opportunity to play more positions. That's so. a sign. I'll tell you right now, and, and watching minor leagues and doing a lot, that is a sign right there that they are trying to find a place to get your bat in the lineup. And that's, that's a good thing. If you weren't producing, I don't think they would really care as much about what position you played. But when yeah. they're going, hey, we want to look at you in the outfield, it's kind of like, okay, we may have first base or third settled. Let's look at him out here because that bat's playing right now. So that's actually a good thing. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. Okay, so now we're just going to get into a little bit more fun stuff. What do you do outside of baseball? What do you like to do? Um, so as I said, I like to golf a little bit. And then uh, I have quite a big family, so so I hang out with them. Hang out with them a bunch. Hunting, fishing, any of that? Uh, I used to fish a little bit, but no, I don't hunt or anything. Okay. How big is the family? How big is the family? I have yeah. four sisters, three brothers. Holy, Holy cow. Now, where do you fit in the lineup? Um, I'm uh, <laughs> Are the you, third oldest. You're the third right. oldest. Hey, you're hitting in the three hole. Okay. Yeah. So how, how young is the youngest? Uh, four years old. Wow. All right. God, you, your parents spread it out, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> Good. Actually, actually my, my four sisters are adopted. They're all younger. All your, oh. all the sisters are adopted and they're younger. Okay, so all the girls are younger. Yes. Okay. All right. Big brother's a professional baseball player. That's got to be cool for for some for you. You a protective older brother? Um, thankfully I don't have to be yet. They're all young, so. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better watch out. Yeah. You, you know, you know what it's like. You're a boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Someday when you're a big leaguer, uh, you, you may act inadvertently help them get dates, and then you're going to have to be the guy at the kitchen table, you know, <laughs> looking over at that guy and letting him know, I can swing a bat pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite food? What do you like to eat? Um, I like a good burger. Good burger? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Now, any place particular where you're from, any kind of restaurant or place you like to go get it? Uh, no, not in particular. Just, just a good burger. Can't go wrong with it. Have you had a water burger before? Oh, good question here. This is a pivotal question. I don't no, know that I, he's, I don't know that he's been anywhere where there were water burgers, except when you I were in do. Arlington. They have water burgers in Arizona. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been there. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, it's the, it's, it's, the, it's the burger in, in Texas and you better, you better be careful. Cause if you say in and out, you might get you might get uh, some dirty looks. Yeah, I need to, have to try that then. Yeah, you'll yeah, have to try it when you get to Arizona. Study hard. Okay, now any any home cooked meals? I mean, like his mom or, or grandma or somebody makes some. It's like I gotta have it. You know, when I'm away and this is my meal that I love. Um, my mom my mom makes pretty good lasagna. I can I can eat a lot of that. You can punish nice. it, huh? Yeah, I can put that down. Okay, now you're talking about this weight you gained. I, when I almost I wanted to ask you this earlier, did the Rangers approach you about hey we? Hey, we'd love to see you put some more calories on and put on some weight, or was that just natural progression because you started working out? No, so so when I got to the Rangers, I was I was kind of how I am. I was kind of the weight that I am at right now. So they never really, never, never really, really said okay. Yeah. All yeah. right, 
So we're gonna we play this game. It's called the home run game, and I play it with all of the the, the hitters. The pitchers don't get this privilege. Now it sounds like that that this one's gonna be a little different because a lot of times when you run into a hitter, um, you can go to him and go, "Hey, do you remember the first ball you ever hit over a fence?" And a lot of them, it sounds like, was yours not until college, or did you when you were in little league, were you nine or ten and you played in a little tournament, maybe hit one over a fence? No. So my last year when I was twelve years old in that small field, I was. I was hitting the balls over the fence quite a bit. Do you but, remember your first one? Yeah, pulled it right down the right field line. You pulled it <laughs> down the right field line? Correct. Okay. Do you bat right hand or do you left hand? Left hand. Left hand. You right bat left hand. Okay. I don't know why I had you at right hand. Okay. So you left hand and you just you just turned on one, huh? Yanked it down. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. Now like it's yesterday. Now, any meaningful ones? Now, there, were there any in college where it's a walk-off or any in the minor leagues? Any meaningful ones that, that, that you're like, hmm, you know what? Yeah, this one was a big one. Or maybe, fit, you know, some top prospect first time up, you hit a, you hit a big one. Any of those that you, you got? Some meaningful ones. So, I kind of have three different times where they're Do really it. Cool. Yeah, let's hear them. So, uh, in college, sophomore year, I hit for the cycle. My last about, I needed a bomb to complete it. And I uh, hit one right center. And and down east, uh, it was one one game, I think, and then I hit one walk off home in, in the ninth. Very cool. And, and then uh, when I got called up to Hickory this year, my first two at bats, I went deep. Yeah, four home runs, right? Okay, yeah. and this is how we end it: the bomb. Which one do you know? I mean, the moment you hit it, it's the it's far and away the bomb you hit. It went further than any of them. I mean, you didn't even feel it, and you you almost just. Watched it, admired, dropped the bat, maybe did a bat flip or whatever, but it was the bomb. Which one is the one you think, good Lord, I got the, I got it all? Uh, so I think it was against Carolina Mudcats this season. Uh, the fourth inning, got a fastball middle in. I hit it a good ways. Couldn't even feel it off the bat. Was, I think I blacked out around the bases. It was one of the, <laughs> one of the better – Better home runs I've hit. Did they give you any kind of measurement where they thought how far it went? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. But I think I think that was the one, the bomb. Four fifty, maybe. Did you get that one? Yeah, I got it. I don't. I don't know how far, <laughs> but I got it. From the moment it left the bat, you were like, "That's it." You just ducked yeah. your head and you started jogging. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, there's there's probably there's probably data on it somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure they had a whatever some sort of I'm technology. Sure yeah. Now, that thing. Now the Mudcats was that was that down east? Were you at the Mudcats yeah, right. when you hit that one? Okay, a middle in, you barrel it up, and man, you just bombed it. Yep, I got it, got all of it. Well, man, this has been fantastic. Jeff. Anything else before we let this guy go? Uh, yeah, what, what are you doing for the holidays with you and your gigantic family? <laughs> um, nothing planned. I think we're just gonna have family over at my parents' house, and then uh. Just kind of hang out there, and enjoy time with each other. It's gonna, each other. It's gonna be begging mom to make some lasagna. That's what he's gonna be doing. Yep. I'm gonna <laughs> try to get some of that to take back home with me. What, uh, what you guys usually do a turkey, or you mix it up on Christmas? Um, on Christmas, I don't. I think we mix it up on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I think we're we're doing it. We're actually doing Italian this year. So if your mom wants to send a send a lasagna this way. That'd be a really big help. I'll let you know. You got to send me your address. <laughs> He'll take credit yeah. for it. He'll he's he's, 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 yeah, yeah, he's going to be at his in-laws. He's going to say, yeah, I made this up and froze it. Send it, run it with me. So 
Yeah. <laughs> the in-laws will be here, but I'll say I, I've worked all night on this. <laughs> After I got done assembling the Barbie dream house or whatever it is we're giving our daughter. You were up all night making lasagna. That's right. I went right to the lasagna. That's funny. So. Well, Dustin, this has been fantastic, man. Thanks for dropping dropping by and talking to us. Um, it, it's been a pleasure. Good luck this uh, this spring as we get going, and let's have a good season. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It's been It's been a blast. You right, got it, man. buddy. Take care. You too. See you guys. All right. Good deal, Dustin. Thanks. That's Dustin Harris, Texas Rangers outfielder. Man, what a just another good kid. Good lord. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, I was I, I I think you can tell he comes from a good background by by listening to uh what he was saying about his family. His four sisters are are adopted. They're all younger. Yep. Uh you know, it takes us it takes it takes a special person to adopt somebody. Yeah. And you know, um, I don't, I mean, we don't know the circumstances, you know, but still to, to do that, especially when it looks like, you know, you might be, you're on your way to being an empty nester and then, uh, you take on four kids, one of whom is, is four years old, you yeah. know, that's, uh, that's, that's an, that's a neat deal. And, you know, Chris Woodward has a, a son who, who was adopted. Yeah. Uh, Bannister had, had, uh, his, his children were adopted. So, you know, it's, um, it's something uh, that, you know, people who have huge hearts do. And so that, that, that's kind of neat to see and neat to hear. Um, and then, it, you know, it was also kind of fun to hear how he was just this little slap hitter in high school. And then all of a sudden he's, he, he, he starts hitting, he grows and hits some home runs in college and hits 20 last season. So uh, neat, neat story. It sounds like there's a lot there and hopefully a, a lot more to come. Yeah. And you know, I, I you know why I had right-handed on my brain is because I know he throws right-handed because he's played third base and first base. So I knew he was right-handed yeah. and somehow I must had that in my head that he was, he, he hit right-handed. So that way he threw me off when he said, you know, I right down the right field line. Line. Yeah. And I went, wait a minute. And then I had to, then I thought, was he a switch hitter? You know, he hits left-handed and I knew that, but Dude, in my, I, thought he went to, I thought he went to instructs in 20 and, uh, uh, obviously I missed that one up, but, um, to just get, you know, thrown into the mix and not really know anybody after a trade from an organization in a year in which you didn't play and get to meet these people, yeah. uh, to, to be able to feel it at home and feel comfortable in your surroundings and then to go out and perform. It even made, that, that really makes the year even more, even more remarkable. So, yep. uh, let's, you know, year two in the organization, uh, could, could be a good one. It seems like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but you know what, Jeff, we've talked to how many kids now, uh, minor league kids. And I, I tell you right now, yeah. I, I have been thoroughly impressed with the composure, the way all of these kids are just the, you don't get in any sense whatsoever that, you know what, this kid is really kind of just an asshole. You don't, you don't sense anything close to that. These kids are all just fanatically. I mean, fantastic kids. I mean, they are just fantastic men is what they are. Yeah. And they don't seem, um, you know, they, 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 they seem, they have something to say. Um, exactly. You know, I, I, I remember when I covered TCU, um, in 2006, um, their starting quarterback that year was a red shirt freshman named Andy Dalton. And he had, he hmm. had never, you know, and, and as a true freshman, he red shirted, but he traveled with the team and, you know, it was, it was, they were grooming him. They could see what was ahead. And, uh, but he hadn't talked to the media. And so I remember talking to him one day after practice and uh, man, it was like pulling teeth just to, 
just to just to get a, a full sentence out of her or more than one sentence, you know, just trying to find the right question. And then, uh, you know, I interviewed him for that TCU book I wrote. I don't know. I, I, I think it was the off season of 18 uh, after the Bengals had finished up. I talked to him and, you know, is obviously he's an adult now he's in his, you know, probably 30, early thirties. Right. And, uh, family and, uh, and, you know, we just talked and talked and talked, but, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get him to, to not talk. And it, it's just, but anyway, if you go back and look at these, uh, listen to these podcasts, we haven't, we haven't been like, Oh God, say something, man. They yeah. all have, they've all got a story to tell and, and they're comfortable telling it. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that also kind of tells you that, that these guys are comfortable with who they are and, and confident enough in what they do. And, um, just, Again, these are good people. Well, and, and let me say this. This is a guy that was nowhere on our radar. Mine, on mine. I do my top 20 prospects. But I can tell you now, he jumped into my radar and will be in the top 20. I'm not saying where it is because we'll do oh, that yeah. countdown when it goes. But it, there's without a doubt where this guy is going. I mean, you, you cannot ignore what this guy did. Yes, 20 home runs is great for a minor leaguer. Those those other numbers, his average three twenty eight, three forty eight when he got up. I mean, these are impressive. Four oh seven when he was in college. I mean, this is a guy that puts the ball. He puts the barrel on the ball and puts it in play. He's selective. He said that he yeah, gets he right. gets pitcher he gets hitters counts. That means if you're selective at the plate, and you're not chasing. You put the ball in play, and only good things happen when you when you're putting the ball in play. I mean, there and there have been great hitters throughout the game who. Uh, don't work counts. I mean, Adrian Beltre, yep. for instance, you know, put the ball in play a lot and, and, you know, look at what it did for him. 3,155 hits, I think. Yeah, he did okay. Off, you know, give or take one or two, but, um, you know, but, but you see it now and it's being emphasized more, you know, these, these hitters know their, their hot zones and, and know where they can do damage, but, for, for somebody to be able to step in right away and do it means that he has an advanced approach and he already knew that stuff. And he's, he's got, he's got the patient gene, I guess, you know, and then, and you, you, you work yourselves into, in, into an, an, uh, an advantage count and then you do the damage. And uh, that's what the good teams do. Um, you know, that, that's just the way it works. And um, I, I think Tim hires the Rangers hitting coach, Donnie Ecker, who's the bench coach slash offensive coordinator, um, you know, they, they want hitters to be aggressive to, you know, to be able to swing at the first pitch if it's, if it's their pitch, but they also need to know what pitches to not swing at and how not to give the, you know, not be an easy out. So exactly. uh, I, I think that's one change that, that might take some time to see the, the, this upcoming season, but, uh, it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Well, I got to tell you right now, I, I, I'm I'm impressed that we have talked to of every kid we've talked to. Um, I I have not in any of them. I have not run across someone who I don't think is going to be a big leaguer at some point that are going to be big leaguers unless an injury occurs. These are guys yeah. that they're and boy, it is so obvious what the Rangers are looking for. Not just talent wise, character wise, and they're all the same. Yeah, and then that's. Um... I don't want to say that's something that Chris Young started because the Rangers have been big on character for a while. Uh, but every time that, that you listen to Chris Young talk um, about players, whether they're amateurs or Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, they talk about the fit, the kind of people they are, the kind of, they, they're, you know, they fit the culture. And, and, 
you know, this guy believes in culture. He Chris Young played in the major leagues for 13 seasons. Right. Uh, he played, played on a World Series winner. So he knows what it takes to win. And, uh, you know, if he, if he believes uh, that it's guys like everyone we've talked to in, in this system, you know, um, had on our podcast, then that's what it's going to take. And if, if hope, you know, it seems like that's who Corey Seager is, who Cole Calhoun is, Marcus Simeon, and our initial little conversations that we had with them. Um, so, yep. you know, we'll see, you know, it's still, it's still, uh, like we said earlier, they're, they're building, they're building up again. Right. It's just a slow build and there's going to be some of this in it in 2023, but or 2022, but, right. uh, it's still part of the process. And again, the, the good thing that they did this, this year from, from January 1st of 2021 till, well, what, what will be December uh, 31st, 2021, as they stayed to their plan. And yep. uh, to do that, there's no need to abandon it now and start going crazy and signing guys. Stick stick with it. You know, if 2022 works out, it works out. If not, that's fine. You're, you'll be ready for 2023. Right. And I think just the, the just the, 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 the talent of, of how they'll play in 2022 is going to look so far superior than what it was in 2021. And I think yeah. that's what makes it good. Look, this is a team that you might be mid season going into the all-star break. This could even where they are now, this could potentially be a team that's winning four games of a wild card going into the all-star break. And you're trying to get your hopes up a little when reality's probably going to set in. It's a long season. Some of these kids will obviously run into some some uh, issues of getting uh, tired as they're in that long season as they're getting up there. But this is a team that I don't think they just dive to the bottom and hang there all year, like kind of like the 2020-2021 team. Yeah, you know, and even <clears throat> if you want to go back to, let's say, 91 when the Braves first, you know, they went from last to first and went to the World Series and lost it in seven games to the Twins. I mean, that, that team was still developing. I mean, that yep. – that, you know, one of their best pitchers was Steve Avery, who was who had just been called up that season. Yep. Uh, they didn't have Greg Maddox at the time. Um, you know, uh, you know, they were they were toying. They didn't have Chipper Jones at the time. They were toying with uh, Ron Gant. You know, if, right. was he going to be a second baseman or is he going to be an outfielder? Yep. So I mean, that that team wasn't wasn't done. I mean, then they were able to stay stay relevant uh, because they made some some good pickups and and good signings along the way including Maddox, obviously, but, um, you know, this, 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 they, they built a window of sustainability They kind of introduced a a friend, a friend of mine mentioned this, they entered, they would introduce one new young player every year and live or die with them. Right. And, and, you know, it happened with Andrew Jones and then, you know, 96, he came up and was very good in the world series that they ended up losing, but then became a 10 time gold glove winner and all-star and all that. Sure. So, I mean, it's, uh, that, that that's just that window stayed open for so long. I don't say the Rangers can do that, but they're going to have the veterans. If they develop the pitching, man, God, it, it that, a chance. Yeah. it really does. It really does. It's so but much easier to get a bat. So hard to do. It's so hard to do to develop, to develop starting pitching. But if they can get, they can get a couple three out of what they have now. That's pretty good. Absolutely. It's so easier to get a bat when you need a bat than it is yeah. to find that arm. Because they're so, you know what I'm saying? That it's so much better if you're developing the arm. And then so it just it just makes it that much better. Well, man, look, have a good I think we'll wind this thing down. We're about an hour. Man, Dustin, that was great this this last week, guys. Hey, look, we're very close to Christmas. 
um, just a couple of days. You guys need to to think about going to jeffwilson.substack.com. I don't know what Christmas Eve parties you got to go to, what Uncle Bob wants, what uh, the, the your cousin that keeps talking about the Rangers and driving you up a wall is bugging you. Man, we got the gift to give you right here, don't we, Jeff? We do. A, a, a subscription to, to the Texas Rangers newsletter, jeffwilson.substack.com, $5.99 a month or $60 for a year. It's been that price since, since I first started targeting subscriptions in late June. Uh, it's not going to change. All right. I mean, that's that's just the way it's going to be. I'm not going to be uh, price gouging you, you know, or, or think I get to a certain level of subscribers and start charging more. I'm not going to do that. You know, no. I, I just... I don't, you know, I know, I know inflation's outrageous right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to, I'm sticking to my prices here, but it really is a good gift. Look, I, I, you know, um, this, this, this week I've, 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 I've been a little bit off, so I, I haven't uh, written every day, but it's the first time I haven't written every day the, the, this off season. Everybody, you know, we're, we're, everybody we're, we're, has vacations and this is Christmas. Week. Yeah. yeah. But if you want, if you want content, if you want Rangers news, if you want features, if you want history with, with T.R. Sullivan, if you want uh, having having a, having a good time with John and his armchair GM <laughs> stuff and, and the prospect stuff that we're going to be doing here uh, in January and February, we, we we got we got the we got the place for you, and it's and it's cheap. It's six dollars a month at most, which is a lot cheaper than newspapers these days. So yep. uh, again, JeffWilson.substack.com. Uh, you can gift a subscription. There's a button on every story I write that says gift a subscription. So uh, you can do it easy. You don't have to wrap it. Just just shows up in the, the email inbox and, and voila, you make you make one Rangers fan pretty happy. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, it, it's not just a great gift. And this, look, Jeff, look at the contacts Jeff has. Jeff has had the contacts for every one of these guys that we've gotten on here. And look at the stories he's written. If you haven't done it, go in and, and, and if you haven't, sign up yourself and read the stuff he's put out. TR, who last week put out the stuff about Mark Teixeira, which was fantastic. I mean, that, huh? It was great. Oh, man, it's fantastic. And, and so the, the, that stuff right there. Guys, look, we're going to wind this thing down. Jeff, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Um, and you know what? We really want to say this from, from the Texas Ranger Baseball Podcast. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate to you guys, wherever you're going, be safe, whether you're traveling, whatever you're doing. And yep. uh, anything else? Nope. Just Merry Christmas to everybody and uh, uh, be safe. And we will see you again real soon because uh, this thing's going to keep going. Absolutely. Guys, we'll see you at the yard. <laughs>